Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to create a quick disclaimer. I recently recorded this and one other episode of the Chrissy Crash podcast related to roller derby. And as I re-listened to both of these episodes, I noticed that my pronoun choice was primarily she and her inside of these two episodes. Now, I acknowledge that there are a wide variety of people that play this sport, and I wanted to let you know and I wanted to acknowledge that this is something that I, in future episodes, will be working very hard to ensure that my language is inclusive for all people. People that are playing this sport. Now, that being said, I did think this was a great episode and I'd still like to share it, but I felt I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge that there is a lot of she and her language inside this podcast. And I wanted to acknowledge that in the future, this is something that I will personally be working really hard on to ensure that the Chrissy Prash podcast is something that is inclusive for all people who love the sport of roller derby. Enjoy. What's up, my friend? Chrissy Crash here. Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Crash podcast. Today's episode is all about the secret sauce to winning roller derby games. And it comes in one very important word. And that word, my friend, is communication. Communication is important in so many places in our lives. Our relationships fail without communication. Our jobs fail without communication. And our roller derby teams fail without communication. Now, Sometimes this seems like a really basic thing of like, yeah, oh, I should talk more on the track. Well, let's talk more on the track. This year, our goal as a team is we're going to talk more on the track. Now, that's a great goal, but what on earth does that actually mean? You know, I have a lot of starting skaters that come up in there. They tell me this all the time. They're like, I'm so confused. Like, my coach just says I should talk more on the track, and I feel like I'm talking. So it's like, okay. Well, let's get a little more specific on what are you talking about? Are you talking to the right people? Are you talking about the right things? So as a team, if you want to win more roller derby games this year, there are about five different kinds of communication that you're going to want to think about on the track. Yes, five. Five different kinds of communication, my friend. And inside of that, there's even more kinds. So get ready. Take out a pen and paper. And here we go. So communication wise, there's a lot going on on the track, right? Like we all know that roller derby is like playing like hockey and speed chess and I don't know, doing a crossword puzzle for time all at the same time, right? It's craziness out there. So there's a lot going on. So there's different kinds of communication that your team is going to have to get really good at, okay? This is going to look like blocker to jammer communication, 
right? Maybe your blocker is coming in to open up some O and you need to let your jammer know like, hey, come over here. So how do you let that jammer know that there's offense coming so they can be ready for it? So blocker to jammer communication. Similarly, jammer to blocker communication. Things like, hey, I'm coming up on the pack. I'm gonna go to the outside, please clear it out, right? So jammer to blocker communication. There's also jammer to pack communication. So there may be times where, for example, if the jammer is all the way across the track and she needs her pack to slow down or to speed up, how is that jammer letting the pack know, hey pack, I need you to do this. Okay, so there's jammer to pack communications. There's also, believe it or not, stuff happening off the track, right? So we also have coach to pack communication. What is the coach telling the pack to do? Is it telling the pack to slow down, to speed up? Hey, get together, right? So it's important that we're paying attention, not just to what's happening on the track, but how is the coach as a key player on the team executing their communication? And then there's also coach to jammer to communication. For example, coach is like, yo, jammer, I need you to call off the pack, right? So jammer needs to be having their eyes on a swivel, aware that not only is the game happening on the track, but the game is also happening on the sidelines where they maybe their coach is seeing something they're not. So it's a lot more complicated than, well, let's just talk more on the track. Okay, so think about your team right now. How great is your team at blocker to jammer communication? How great is your team at jammer to blocker communication? Does your jammer communicate well with the pack as a whole? Is your coach actively communicating with your pack during a game? Is your coach actively communicating with the jammer during the game? Okay, so inside of that, all those communications, there's actually some different types of communication. So there's verbal communication, right? Maybe you have like a code word, maybe you say elephant, as a jammer and you're approaching the pack, an elephant means that the jammer wants to go to the outside, so pack, please smush everything to the inside. That's one way to do it. You could also do it with signals. Holding your hand up with five fingers could mean, hey, pack, I'm coming in. Five fingers means all five people go to the left, right? So all five people push in so I can take the outside. Also, you're gonna have play formation. So it may be something like your communication to each other is how you line up. So it could be that the pack lines up a certain way, which without words, without signals, indicates to the jammer on the jammer line, okay, this is what's gonna happen. I see you know, three blockers on the outside, one blocker on the inside. That means the three on the outside are gonna push the inside, so I need to get to the outside. But maybe what I'll do is I'll start on the inside so they don't know I'm gonna go to the outside, and then I can go to the outside because I know my O is gonna be there. All of that being said by just a one and a three people standing there, right? So it's very, very important that your team is on the same page with verbal communications, with signals, and with play formations because there's so much going on the track that it's going to be nearly impossible for each person to have to like think about it, think about how to communicate it, communicate it, then the other person has to receive what you just said, then they have to translate it, and hopefully the way that they interpreted it is the exact thing that you wanted them to do. Like, that takes way too much time, my friends. And so one of the best things that you can start doing in this season at practice is working on and creating different kinds of communication within your team that will allow everyone to have that magical 
oh-so-coveted team hive mind where it just looks so effortless. Like, how do they know where to go? How did they know to get there? How did they know that person was going to do that? Because there's so many different forms of communication. Now, it's also important to think about how we're communicating, like sort of the vibe about it, right? Because everyone, I'm sure at some point or another, has been either been or been the receiver of somebody screaming at you on the track. And I think that we know where everywhere in life, screaming at someone somewhere does not usually get you where you want to go. So something that it is very important that the team is also working on is calm and encouraging communication. Communicating to each other in a way that it's like, hey, jammers over there. Hey, jammers on the outside. Hey, watch the O on the inside is more effective than jammer outside, jammer outside, jammer outside. Go get the fucking jammer, right? Like, which one do you want to listen to more? And the thing is, is both are getting across the same message, but one is going to build teamwork and joy and and joy and enjoyability of the sport. And the other one's going to be like, man, I hate it when that person just yells at me, right? I personally used to be a yeller. It was something that I worked on over time. I was always that like, ha, person. And over time, I had to really work on my communication. And I found that calm and encouraging communication can do a lot for your pack cohesiveness on the track. And sometimes, man, it can really, you know, get in the heads of the other team. You know, when you're, when you're in a tripod, right, as the point person and you're holding, your, you're helping hold your, your, your other two blockers and you've got the jammer behind them and that jammer's pushing and your girls are doing their thing and you're like, yo, your teammates are doing their thing and you're like, yo, team, you guys are doing a great job. Team, you're doing awesome. Team, you're doing amazing. Great job. You guys are doing awesome. That jammer is tired. She's not getting through. It's okay. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. Yep, move to the outside. All right, let's come back together. Yep, jammer's moving to the outside. Bring it together. You're doing great. She's getting tired. Imagine that. Imagine that kind of communication towards your teammates on the track. And imagine how much that is going to make a jammer crazy, right? Sorry, jammers out there. You're like, Christy Crash, don't tell them this. But imagine being stuck behind a pack where they're all talking calmly and they're like, that person's not getting through. And you're like, well, am I going to get through? Maybe I'm not going to get through. Maybe I am getting tired, right? So it's important that as teammates, we are communicating in a really positive and calm manner on the track. It keeps our teammates calm. It keeps us calm. It makes more clear communication when we're not totally losing our shit. Okay. So your mission for this season, should you choose to accept it and should you, you know, want to win more games is to work on your communication. So I'm giving you my five Chrissy Crashes top five action steps for how to have better communication on the track and how to have more big fat W's this year moving up the rankings. You're going to be like, crazy crash, we moved up the rankings because we were talking on the track and we communicated and everyone was in a hive mind and it was freaking amazing. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you did it. It's going to be super awesome. And I'm so excited for you, but you have to do these five things. Okay. Number one, for your team, you need to define key words, very specific words. Do you talk about it as inside, middle, outside? Do you talk about it as lanes? One, two, three, four. 
Everyone needs to have the same language on the track because it will make things go easier. Do you have specific, maybe you call like the person on the outside, I don't know, they have a special name or something. Like when you're playing that position, then that is the thing that you're doing. I don't know. Other things you need to do, you need to be creating plays. Okay, so it is very helpful when a team has a single word that indicates a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so just an example, when I was playing for Angel City Derby and we were prepping for playoffs, one of the things that we were really focusing on was how to clear space for our jammers on the outside. And so we would do this thing. The word was, our word was pumpkin. It was just pumpkin was the word. And what pumpkin meant, from what I remember anyways, was pumpkin meant basically that the jammer was coming up, jammer was taking the outside, which meant that our our pack in the front was actually going to fall back, envelop the other team, press them to the inside at the right point so that the jammer could come through. There's actually one extra person, I think, that went all the way to the back and ran up with the jammer and helped. But how many words did it take for me just to say that? Imagine trying to do that on the track. Okay, so you're gonna go to the outside, you're gonna go to the inside, you're gonna run back with the jammer, we're all gonna do it on the outside, and then at the right moment, we're gonna all press in. Whereas instead, as a team, we knew, okay, jammer's coming out, jammer's coming up, okay, I see the jammer coming up. She raised her right arm, so jammer raised their right arm, which means they're coming to the outside. So the whole team just saw jammer raise the right arm, which means we know we're doing something outside, and pivot goes, pumpkin, boom, everybody knows exactly where to go. Look how much faster that is. Imagine if your team had that kind of precision. So what kind of plays can you create and what kind of language can you use around them so that your communication is more concise and more clear? The next one is to warm up your communication at practice. You know, every practice we warm up our bodies, we, you know, we warm up our agility, we warm up our blocking, but is your teams intentionally warming up their voices. Are they intentional? And I don't mean like la 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 la. I mean like as soon as you get on the track, are you talking about where the jammer is? As a jammer, are you talking about what you need? It's very, very important that at practices, the entire team is intentionally warming up their communication. You start in, maybe you're you're doing some kind of a like a weave drill, right? Back to front. So as that's happening, number one, you want to be sw- have it in your head on a, a swivel, obviously, but every single person should be talking about where is, where is that, where is that jammer? Where is that weaver? What is happening? Coming up. Hey, they're going to be on your outside. Hey, they're going to be on your inside. Not because that person doesn't know, but because you're actually warming up your voice. And for skaters who are told that they need more confidence. I find that being a communicator on the track is one of the number one ways that you can convey confidence to your team. So warming up your communication, maybe your quieter skaters being able to practice having that communication is incredibly key. Okay. Now coming with that is you have to choose to be a communicator. Okay. And it's something that you're going to have to intentionally do. And as a team, it's good to have one or two people that are doing the primary, you know, calling of plays, things like that. But each person needs to be choosing to be a communicator because if you're staying quiet and you're relying strictly on that person and they're stuck doing something else, you need to have the skills and the confidence to be able to also communicate on the track. And the final thing I would say is practice close quarters, positive, calm communication. That means when you're in those situations where, you know, you, you have a 
grouped together in a wall working together you've got the jammer behind you this is a really key time to just work on really calm communication talk to each other talk about what the jammer is doing talk about how you're doing such a great job it feels really good to be told you're doing a great job it makes you want to do better it makes the other team really frustrated <laughs> it sounds really mean but it's really awesome i'm sorry we're talking about winning games not how to boost the confidence of jammers on the other team so <laughs> practicing that close close quarter communication be the team that can talk quietly and encouragingly to each other while they're on the track while they're holding a jammer and you're going to find that if you do these things if you define the keywords if you create plays if you choose to be a communicator every single individual person if you intentionally warm up and practice your communication and you in intentionally practice your close quarters positive calm encouraging team communication you will win more games this year. So I am so excited for you guys. If this is helpful information for you, please do me a favor so we can get it out to more of the roller derby world around the world. Please go into the app. Please rate this podcast. Hopefully you think it's five stars. Leave a comment. And then click the share button and share this with your team forum, share this with your derby bestie, share it on your social media platform, wherever it is that it's going to help the most people. Because two things, one, life is a contact sport and I really want you to win, but also life is a contact sport and those who touch the most lives win. And so if you can help me help this podcast touch more lives, then everybody wins and roller derby gets better and it's super awesome for everyone. So I am so excited for you to win more games this year. So go out there and make it happen. I'll see you later.